0: You ever hear of a guy named Jack Bogle? Um, he's pretty well known. He passed away a couple of years ago. Um, he's done a number of things. So he basically, more or less, invented the index fund, and he founded Vanguard. And you, all, you, I'm sure you know about Vanguard. So this is the guy that started Vanguard. He also wrote a book called Enough. Okay, Enough. And let me put this in perspective. Vanguard has over $6 trillion in assets. When he died, Jack Bogle was only worth about $20 bucks. Now think about that for a second. You have this revolutionary invention called the Index Fund, and you don't make any money off of it. You create the biggest, or I guess second biggest, asset management firm in the world, and you don't make any money off of it. He only had 20 million bucks. That's not normal. Most people don't do that, right? He could have been a billionaire many times over off of this idea. He could have been a billionaire. It was the idea that transformed the entire asset management industry and is still transforming to this day. He could have been a billionaire. And remember how I told you a couple of weeks ago that money is a choice? Money is absolutely a choice. He chose to make less money. Think about that. Could have been a billionaire. Now, 20 million bucks is nothing to sneeze at. I mean, for sure he's wealthy, but not even close to being a billionaire. You know, he's he's maybe flying first class. Probably not. He's probably flying coach for inventing the dang index fund that revolutionized asset management. And he's worth 20 million bucks. Okay. He chose to set up Vanguard as a nonprofit. Now, th- this is insane. It's insanity. It's madness. The idea that you would have a mutual fund company that is a nonprofit, a charity case. This has never been done before. And it's never been done since. Nobody else has done this. All the profits that Vanguard makes goes to reducing expenses on their fund. So basically, it's a mutually owned company. The shareholders are owners, and the cost savings get passed along to them. They don't go to management. Now, there are some employees that make good money. They have, you know, some of the portfolio managers for the big index fund, I'm sure, make seven figures, multiple seven figures, right? But not, we're, not, we're not talking about billionaires here. Nobody is, nobody is getting stupidly rich off of Vanguard, okay? And Vanguard is sort of a bomb. I call it a bomb. Because the more the fees come down, the more assets flow into their funds, which makes fees come down even more. And pretty soon, the whole market is going to be 100% passive. And guess what? Right now, it's about 56% passive. And it continues to become more and more passive. I don't consider this to be a positive development. I think Vanguard is a malignant force in the investment industry. Absolutely. So not to say you shouldn't or couldn't or can't have funds at Vanguard, right? I mean, they have low fees and it's easy. And for your purposes, something that's easy and has low fees makes sense, right? Jack Bogle could have been a billionaire. Abby Johnson, the CEO of Fidelity, I believe is worth $22 billion. Fidelity has less money than Vanguard. So Bogle has written a bunch of books. He wrote six books. Like I said, one of them was called Enough, but he's, they all basically say the same thing. And he is offended by people with gross amounts of money. So in 2002, he threw a temper tantrum and he wrote this book called Enough. When is it going to be enough? How much do you need? Well, it varies from person to person. There used to be this study, and this got passed around a lot, there used to be this study that said that happiness peaked at around $75,000 a year, and most people didn't need more than that. But then after that, there was another study that disproved that study and said that happiness kept going up the more money you made. And I, that's what I agree with. I make more than $75,000 a year, and I can tell you that it makes me more happy. I heard recently from a guy who got to meet Bill Gates very early on at Microsoft. And Bill Gates said some pretty interesting things. I mean, this was probably late 90s. And he met Bill Gates at a conference or something like that. And Bill Gates was talking to a group of people and he said, you know what? At some point, more money doesn't really have an impact on my life, right? You know, and he used going to the airport as an example. He said if you wanted to go to the airport, he still had to get in a car and wait in traffic. And there wasn't any amount of money that could fix that. He was just a schmuck sitting in a car in traffic waiting to go to the airport. And whether he had a billion or five billion or 40 billion, it didn't fix that problem, you know? Some people on the left really don't like billionaires. I've known a few billionaires. They're very eccentric people. They're nice people And there are people who are willing to help you out, but they're eccentric people. Um, Some people think it should be illegal to have a billion dollars. Some people who are billionaires become billionaires accidentally, like they build a company and it grows and they own stock and it keeps getting bigger. And that's the next thing you know, they have a billion dollars. That's capitalism. That's how it's supposed to work. And by the way, the stock market has made billionaires out of a lot of people, which also may end up turning those billionaires into millionaires because they're rich on paper, not in real life. And a lot of people don't understand this. When you talk about Elon Musk, who is worth like $200 billion, he doesn't have a giant stack of cash in his house. That's not how he has his money. Ninety nine percent of his money is tied up in Tesla stock or Twitter stock or whatever company he owns, but mostly Tesla. So if Tesla goes up, he's worth more, and if Tesla goes down, he's worth less. Tesla, as ludicrous as it may seem, will go to zero someday, will. All companies die. All wealth is created, all wealth is destroyed. All companies die someday. Maybe 100 years from now, maybe 500 years from now, Tesla will go to zero someday. It will get innovated out of existence. Somebody will build a better mousetrap and it will cease to exist, will happen, okay? There are only two guys out there who sold all their stock and got the cash. <laughs> and I love these examples. Travis Kalanick, who started Uber. He sold Uber. He got like $4 billion and walked away clean as a whistle. And that's it. He just has cash. He doesn't have Uber stock anymore. He's got $4 billion of cash in a bank account. Jan Koum. that is a name you probably never heard of before. Who is Jan Koum? He is the guy that founded WhatsApp. WhatsApp was bought by Facebook for $19 billion a few years back. Jan Koum got $6 billion. He has $6 billion in cash. <laughs> I mean, some guys have all the luck. So how much is enough for you? If you have a combined household income of $100,000 a year, that puts you in the top 35% of households. But that may sound pretty good. You're in the top 35%, but there's still a lot of things you can't have. So you make some money and then you start to have some of those things. And next thing you know, you're making 150 grand a year, but there's still some things you can't have. And at what point does this run out? If you have 100 to 200 million, you can have a $15 million house, a 5 million dollar second home and fly private whenever you want everything above that is gravy unless you there's some big philanthropy you want to do and this is where bill gates comes in because he has given away tens of billions of dollars over the years and he will continue to give away more you know sometimes i think about it and <laughs> i think if i got to 100 million dollars i would probably still want more i, I don't think i would quit I think I would keep going, you know? Isn't that how it works? You move the goalposts? And I will also say that I think at some point you start to care less about the money and more about other things. And I am already getting to that point, you know? It was funny because there was, it was like around New Year's a couple years ago, and I kind of hit the spiritual bottom. And I was really focused on making money. I was thinking about it all the time. And I just, I was like, you know what? There's more to life than this. And that's part part of my job. You know, I publish a financial newsletter. I sit here in front of screens with charts all over them and try to figure out ways to make money. Like I basically, I'm obsessed. Like I'm constantly thinking about ways to make money. Um, but it's, like I said, it's an obsession and I used to be a pretty spiritual guy and I totally lost that aspect of my life and it was a really terrible feeling. By the way, how much am I getting paid to do this show? (laughs) Any guesses, any guesses how much I'm getting paid to do this show? Yeah, I'm getting paid in beefaroni. Uh, I'm not doing it out of charity, it's a startup, and I hope to get paid on it, but right now, I'm working for free, and I am working for free because I like helping people with their money, and what I am telling you is that it is okay to want more, but there is a balance, it can't be an obsession because that would be unhealthy, it can't be all you think about, but it's totally natural and healthy to want more for you and your family, Money makes things easier, it makes everything easier. It doesn't always make you happy, but it makes things easier because it's a pain in the ass to worry about money all the time.